Are your freedoms being destroyed? Like free speech? Shut up! Then fucking stay here and be blunt about it. Shut up! Will you shut up? Be right back. So, Carrie and Bush are from the Skull and Bones Club from of Yale. Skull and Bones, which is the beginning of their rituals into the satanic orders. Shut up! You know, uh, uh, you know, anal fucks. Shut the fuck up! Okay, John Kerry Cohen gave George Bush Jr. his satanic rights. And they lay down in a coffin full of mud to do this in. So you're saying that John Kerry and George Bush had anal sex together in college in a coffin full of mud. That's right. Okay. I am saying that. And because so, so, John Kerry Cohen. Okay. George okay. 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 Carol. So, Carol. Okay. Carol. What do you have to say about that? <laughs> that sounds pretty shitty to me. <laughs> blunt. Do you like to be blunt? We don't sugarcoat shit. Listen Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 12 noon Pacific Standard Time. You'll hear things you've never heard before. Renegade Talk Radio. Hello, Renegade Nation. This is Everly Isby, connecting the dots right here on Renegade Talk Radio. Thanks for listening. This is uh, Saturday, October 1st, 2016, which also coincides with the end of the U.S. fiscal year and the expiration of ICANN, which is the crucial Internet government's body that's about to become independent. Today, that all changes. Nearly after two decades... Uh, after it was created, uh, the Internet Corporation for Assigned Names and Numbers, the body which oversees the Internet's address system, America's government will let a lapse of contract occur that gives it control over part of ICANN. This means that a crucial global resource will henceforth be managed by an organization that is largely independent of national governments. Some people are very upset by this, and others think it'll be a good thing. I don't know, what do you think? I'm no techie, the aspects elude me. But one thing that does strike me is that I find it unusual that the federal government would actually allow any of its control or hegemony over anything to let it go. It just leaves me feel a little, like, untrusting, like something's going to come back and bite us all in the ass. You know what I mean? What's behind their allowance to let the contract expire and not renew? What they say and what they are actually doing are more often than not two different things. But I'm just cynical. Actually, I have to say I'm a realist. In truth, I mean, I've lived plenty long enough to not trust anything politicians say, and these kinds of issues are not my territory when it comes to computers and technology and the Internet, so I'll just stick to what I know best. And, you know, last night I was watching uh, Bill Maher's show on on, uh, HBO, and he had this panel discussion at one point talking about Hillary and Trump. The panel had three people plus Bill. So Bill was obviously pro-Hillary by his remarks, I could tell. I haven't watched the show in so long, I forgot kind of how Bill looks at things. And the uh, the two of the three on the panel also seem to be Democratic-leaning, leaving one sole person for Trump. So Bill also elaborated at length about Trump tweeting from 3.30 in the morning until about 5 that the other night about that whole Miss Universe bullshit comments from way back in the 1990s. I mean, seriously, Renegade Nation, who cares? Did Trump actually tweet, by the way? Was he? I mean, can you imagine Trump being up 
at 3.30 until 5 something in the morning just to tweet on some issue that happened way back in the 1990s over some Miss Universe comment of uh, a, a, a Miss Universe who was uh, uh, overweight. I mean, in a sense, that's logical, isn't it? If you are a beauty pageant winner, you don't want to be gaining weight. So maybe his comments way back then were in the fact that this one was under contact, under under contract with the Miss Universe Association or whatever to represent the whole idea of beauty. So I don't know. There's logic in what Trump might have said, even if he worded it badly. He's known he's very famous for wording things in ways that makes people go, huh? You know, I mean, I'm constantly rolling my eyes over Trump, but this man is a seriously uh, successful businessman. Do you think that he, unless he's flipped his lid, which I seriously doubt, was he actually tweeting or did somebody else have control of his phone in some way? All those things are possible, folk. Was it a setup? I don't know. So anyway, typical, typical media bias at play here on Mayor's show. Um, early in, Mayor asked the Trump supporter a question. And this is, this is where I started going crazy because the guy started to answer Bill's question saying that, you know, he was prefacing what he was going to say by saying that the economy was really bad which if you're conscious, you know is a true statement. And the woman next to him rolled her eyes in disagreement, and so did the other guy, and then they were off. Everyone was talking over each other. I absolutely hate that. Important issues never get intelligently discussed, and I end up with an angry attitude and a headache. So I turned it off. I, I, you know, and honestly, in this presidential run, I don't like either candidate. I can't support any of them. And, and on top of it, I'm not even a Republican or a Democrat. I'm not anything. I don't believe in political parties. I think there's something extraordinarily wrong with it. I mean, why do we have political parties anyway? All it does is create polarity. I mean, and this country is polarized like I have never seen it before. The Repubs and the Dems are monopolizing and limiting the conversations that are necessary. Life is just not black and white, is it? There aren't just two sides to an issue. Life is more like in the gray zone. So uh, this whole thing, the, uh, you know, the Republicans, the Democrats, the polarization, the black and white of everything, I resent having to consider these two terrible choices. I mean, Clinton, she's a pathological liar. Uh, you know, she she was fired from her first job on the Watergate uh, the Watergate, uh, she was part of the prosecutor's team and she got fired by the senator in charge of it because he said she has no ethics or morality. She is a liar and he fired her. That was back in the 1970s. This is not something new with Hillary. She's used to this pathological lying routine she does. She's a criminal. And then there's the Clinton Foundation, you know, the whole pay to play, taking money from foreign governments in exchange for signatures on armament deals when she was secretary of state, bribes, money laundering, missing thousands of emails. She just deleted them illegally and she knows it. But she lies and says, oh, I don't know what I did. Nobody ever told me I couldn't do that. I don't know. I can't remember. All these exposures consistently coming out. She's lying to the FBI. She's lying to any, everyone, everyone. And then there's her health problems. I mean, what's going on there? 
you know, and this is all we've talked all about this before, but she has some serious health issues. The evidence is there. Can she be the commander in chief? Oh, and now Trump. Now Trump, successful businessman that he is. And in his own ode to himself on in the last debate, he was saying, you know, I have such a good temperament. He just kind of waxed, I don't know, just like he was in love with himself. I have a really great temperament. <laughs> Jesus. You never know what he's going to say or how he'll respond. Uh, you know, he is a successful man. But does he have a firm grasp of history, of international politics and diplomacy? I mean, he can he get people inside the beltway, that political, political place, which is which means it's a lying place. It's a, that's where they hatch all kinds of schemes in their own self-interests. Can he get people inside the beltway to align with him, get them to his table? I really wonder. They don't like him anyway. Right. Will he be popular with Congress and the Senate or will it turn into a lame duck presidency because the establishment doesn't want to play? Whatever happened to the concept of a government working in the best interests of the people and a nation? Hmm? Does everybody remember the concept of that? It's a pathetic excuse for a presidential race. There are no two choices here. The establishment clearly wants Hillary and the establishment has taken us into perpetual war, an economy on the brinks of collapse, aggressive actions and statements that are pushing us all towards a World War III scenario. You name it, we are in continual decline. And we have been since at least 9-1-1. Actually before that, but that was kind of like a signifying event that really led to an accelerated decline in this country. I don't know, I've witnessed it, haven't you, Renegade Nation? And by the way, the election, you know, I seriously want you to contemplate this. This isn't our election, people. It's not ours. The U.S. government is a foreign-owned corporation for profit. That's a fact. It's not a legitimate government. So let me ask you this question. Can you vote for the CEO of Microsoft? Can you vote for the CEO of Burger King? No, of course not. It's the board of directors, the stockholders who make those decisions, not the public. That's why they rigged the votes. That's that old saying, if voting made a difference, they would have abolished it long ago. Wake up, people. Think about this. Don't get involved in this Republican, Democrat, black and white polarization issues. They're trying to distract you from the important things. The entire election is a charade. It gives people the illusion that they are participating in a democratic process. We no longer have a democracy, renegade nation, let alone a constitutional republic, which is how this country was founded. No, the next fall down the ladder's rung went to a democracy, which is, by the way, mob rule. And consider this, in in democracy, if 51% of your neighbors decide to cook and eat you for dinner, by democratic rule, they legally could. But these days, we don't even have a democracy. We've fallen down the ladder and are living in an oligarchy. Yes, a very small percentage, like 1%, makes all our decisions for their own self-interests. And it's rape, pillage, and plunder at will. And humanity, in general, is inconsequential. I agree with William Engdahl. I heard him recently say that we should all just boycott the elections in toto. Why not? 
Demand new candidates altogether. Hey, let the people put forth candidates based on meritocracy. Actually, qualified, intelligent choices of people who are not actually desirous of running because they are not egotistical, sociopathic, narcissistic trolls called professional politicians. Hey, what a concept. Wow. (laughs) What a great fantasy that is. (laughs) I wish, I wish upon a star. Oh, God, anyway. Renegade Nation, I'm going to take a break. This is Everly Isby connecting the dots. Uh, When I come back, I'm going to talk about the international scene. So, uh, I'll be back in a few. Hang in there. I was in chronic pain. And my family struggling to make ends meet, food and gas prices going up, even keeping my job was iffy. Then I learned about a new miracle drug made in Washington, D.C. Spend it all. Spend it all is Washington's answer to all the painful problems Americans face. How to borrow $800 billion for a stimulus that didn't create jobs or fix the economy? Spend it all. Spend it all is not for everyone. Side effects may include a mountain of government debt piled on our kids, a sudden loss of freedoms, higher prices for everything, leaving our kids a lesser America than we had. Ask your doctor or congressman if your conscience is strong enough for spend it all. And it's so popular in Washington, we have to borrow, I mean import, trillions more of it from China. Spend it all makes you feel better now and pushes off the really bad stuff till later for them to deal with. Call the White House and Congress. Tell them, stop spending it all. We don't sugarcoat shit. Welcome to Renegade Nation, Renegade Talk in Las Vegas, where we don't sugarcoat shit. This is Renegade Talk Radio. Renegade Talk Radio. As always, it is crazy out there on the international scene. And much of it is because of U.S. foreign policy coming back to bite them big time. Last couple of shows, I talked about the U.S. being caught red-handed violating the ceasefire agreement in Syria agreed to between the U.S. and Russia. Yep. It's now clear that the U.S. just lies outright, all the while pursuing its own self-interested agenda, no matter what agreements they sign under the rule of law, like the supporting of terrorism, supplying it, coordinating it, murdering civilians, targeting hospitals, you name it. That's the face of the U.S. just blatantly exposing itself to the world. The face of the murdering criminals they are. The U.S., no matter the illogic discord of thought, once regime change in Syria, topping, toppling the democratically elected government so that Syria will end up like Iraq, Libya, Afghanistan, the Ukraine, and all the others in the swath of U.S. foreign policy, killing Syrian government troops they are supposed to be supporting and colluding with ISIS in the attacks on those same troops post-airstrike so that ISIS could gain control of the area. Russia said the ceasefire agreements are now off the table, and rightly so, and they immediately retaliated against the U.S. violations and hit a U.S., British, and Israeli ops center. I think there were some Saudis there, too. But they were holed up in the Syrian mountains in caves, 
uh, an op center in uh, in caves around Aleppo where all this occurred. And they killed 30 ops directors, Russian cruise missiles, just went in and bombed out 30 ops directors. Once again, U.S., British, and Israeli directors of ISIS and al-Nusra, what have you. I can't keep up with all their names. And this is from Veterans Today. This is just the first, the quote from the first thing that says in the article. Quote, the Syrian intelligence possesses an audio recording of conversation between Daesh terrorists and U.S. military prior to the Washington-led coalition's airstrikes on the government troops near Deir Ezzor on September 17th. There it is, further confirmation. The facts are in. And what's the U.S.'s responses to this damning evidence? Russia has really messed up the New World Order agenda in Syria. The New World Order agents want to do their best now, as they always do, to demonize Russia, blaming everything on them. U.S. State Department spokesman John Kirby has just said that America needs to start thinking about attacking Russian cities. Yes, Renegade Nation, you heard me. He thinks, John Kirby thinks, yes, we should be attacking Russian cities. (laughs) How unintelligent is that? This posturing won't go anywhere, though, and they won't dare attack Russia. Because, I mean, as, as experts will tell you, the Russians have had the ability to target any U.S. missiles since what they call Generation 3. Well, the Russian military is now delivering Generation 5 technology and is working on Generation 6. And once again, there's the famous Russian electronic jamming technology called REB. It's such that any U.S. missile, ship, or jet can be disabled. This was demonstrated in the infamous uh, USS Donald Cook episode in the Black Sea back in 2014. Therefore, in my humble opinion, it is extremely unlikely that Russia and the U.S. will ever be in a direct military confrontation. At least, I sincerely hope so. Will calmer heads prevail inside the Beltway? Renegade Nation, you better pray they do. You know, the confirmation on the U.S. supporting the terrorists, Just for, for more confirmation, once again, I told you the support, but go to this website. Look up ISISHQ.com. That's ISIS headquarters. <laughs> right here in the United States. Uh, with other hubs around in different states and then also in some various countries as well. It's all listed on the website, their addresses and everything, except the one that's just across the border in Juarez, Mexico, that actually has a confidential address. <laughs> but the rest, all they give you addresses and phone numbers. Maybe we should do a campaign and just start calling and going, hey, hey, ISIS, how you doing? It's us, the American people. <laughs> Wherever you are in the world, just call this ISIS headquarters, any one of them. <laughs> I think that'd be great. All these wars since 9-11. Afghanistan, Iraq, Libya, the Ukraine, and now Syria are all fought, according to the U.S. uh, think tank people, we're fighting for freedom and democracy, for the American way. Apparently, a lot of people fell for that blatant bullshit. They were hypnotized in some kind of a patriotic haze. I call baloney. Well, which of these countries are enjoying freedom and democracy today? Because the U.S. intervention in their war on terror has resulted in the mass murder of innocent civilians, including children. 
And I have to ask you, are we safer today in the world or even in our own country here in America? Or are you recognizing that we have been continuously experienced our rights being taken away left and right? The militarization of our local police forces and the right to travel, our right just to travel anywhere we're going from point A to point B, whether it's in our car or in the air, is severely being hampered by illegal searches of our private property and our very own bodies? How about the mass foreclosures on private property through fraudulent mortgages? People are losing their homes left and right. It's all based on fraud, folks. How about the selling off of all of the resources in the United States of America across the continent? How about, you know, uranium, minerals, vast swaths of acreage to foreign corporations? Resources that are ours. Are you happy about this situation? I'm certainly not. And how about on the international scene, like in the Philippines, President Duterte, he's making statements to the world that the Philippines is no longer willing to be treated as a colony of the US without even any of the protections of state being a state. No, they're just being used. Well, he's killing the drug lords there. I think there's over 2,000 now that have been murdered because uh, he's trying to stop all the drug running. He's trying to halt it all. The U.S. is complaining of humanitarian, you know, violations of, like the U.S. can actually speak into these things with any moral integrity. But, you know, all the drug running that's running through the Philippines, hint, hint, that's CIA ops. Ooh, black ops, yes. Don't you love it? Duterte speaks of the U.S. treating the Philippines without any respect. He openly called to Russia and China, saying that he'll open the country to them on all levels so that the Philippines can participate in the BRICS, um, in the BRICS uh, initiative and the infrastructure building agendas and partnerships of participating countries, the win-win situation that the Eurasian one road, one, you know, the, all the infrastructure initiatives that are going on to build stronger economies and respect for sovereignty of nations. That's where all these countries are turning to. They're leaving the U.S. behind and rightly so. He also, Duterte, called for the removal of the U.S. military from the Mindanao region of the Philippines so that, as he said, there can be peace in his country for once. All of this is just a short discussion of where the U.S. Incorporated is taking us. Well, listen, I'm going to take a break. Um, I'll be back in a minute. And, uh, well, I'll be right back. This is Everly Isby on Connecting the Dots. This is Renegade Talk Radio. We don't sugarcoat shit. Welcome Renegade Nation, Renegade Talk in Las Vegas, where we don't sugarcoat shit. This is Renegade Talk Radio. Renegade Talk Radio. Hello, Renegade Nation. This is Everly Isby connecting the dots here on Renegade Talk Radio. I'm back. Briefly about what this country is supposed to be. Because everybody seems to have forgotten. I don't know why, but they have. Maybe they just listen to so much TV, they can't remember the true nature of reality anymore. Is that it? I don't know. But let me talk about some facts here. And the fact is, the United States is not a country. 
but a corporation contractually created by the Constitution. The state, the state where you live or the state you were born in, is a country. It's a nation state. And your citizenship is of the state you were born in. You are a New Yorker, an Alabaman, a Californian, etc. Okay? Whatever state you were in. That's the law, according to the original Constitution. The Founding Fathers all believed themselves to be a citizen of the state they were from. The Constitution was a contract, a treaty, that was newly created federal government corporation that gave it limited powers that were spelled out. They were enumerated. It's a contract in the Constitution. The federal government had no powers or jurisdiction over the states or its citizens. Zippo, nada. The people in the states held the power over the federal. The federal was subservient to the states and the people, which... As people, you are American state nationals, and certainly not U.S. citizens or citizens of the United States. That is the corporate citizen, which only enjoys civil rights, which can be taken away by Congress at their whim. Did anyone born in one of the several states of America, and not U.S. territories, do you remember ever having agreed to your political status to being changed from an American state national with the protections of the Bill of Rights intact and at play? And that the law of the land, the rule of law being enforced in your favor and in, in the sense of justice? Because your political status was changed without your knowledge or consent. They changed it by sleight of hand, fraudulently, and for their own interests internationally. This is factually true, Renegade Nation. Do you care? Are you concerned? Because a great many people I've spoken to over the years seem to be suffering from some kind of cognitive dissonance, in my opinion. That's what I witness. The concept of the federal government being subservient to the states and to the people, it just doesn't seem possible to so many people I, I talk to. How would America function any other way, they say. The way it is is the way it is. Blah, blah, blah. Oh, God, I get so tired of this. I can only shake my head in confusion and sadness. This is Everly Isby, connecting the dots right here on Renegade Talk Radio. Thanks for listening to my rant today. You know, today I feel like saying, and I hate this saying, but this is how I feel. I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. My apologies, Renegade Nation. But these are issues that really need to be contemplated and discussed. Not people screaming over each other like Bill Maher's show last night. Bill Maher, excuse me. Or any, any number of talking heads shows so prevalent in mass media on the TV. What we need is intelligent, respectful discussion and not the limitations of the Republican and Democratic memes. What kind of a world do we want? Not the world we have, surely. So I'm signing off here and leaving you with these issues to consider. I'll be back soon. Stay well and keep your sense of humor, Renegade Nation, because we definitely need it. Take care, Renegade Nation. This is Everly Isby, connecting the dots here on Renegade Talk Radio. I'll be back one day soon. Ciao, baby.